0: I'm having trouble getting over seeing that poor young lady descend into the uh, stool. Um, But maybe you could show it to me again just to wrap up here because uh, it was, for me, the moment of the day. I only exist to make
1: you happy, Drew. Here it
0: comes. Oh, no, that can't be. Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. hey everyone welcome to dr drew after dark uh keep keeping those uh emails coming to at gmail.com of course the phone number for the voice messages 818-253-1693 and speaking of the emails and the voice messages today is a very special show where i am just going to answer your questions that's what we're going to do we're going to do well and the control rooms questions as well those guys may get into the act who knows uh, so we do appreciate you sending those messages in so I can do this. And we'll look at a couple of uh, cool guide videos while we're at it as well. So let us open up with some voice messages, and I'll get some emails, but let's get right into it. Got a voice message for me?
2: Hey, Mommy. I'm a 53-year-old male with a hernia above the base of my slung. When I J my D, my right clacker sucks up to where the hernia is, and it gets a little uncomfortable. I can deal with the pain, but I'm wondering if I'm aggravating the hernia by wanking. I'm also wondering if I gave myself a hernia from bashing the bishop a little too much. Give it to me straight, Doc. Don't be stingy.
0: I won't be stingy, but uh, again... What a poet. Yeah, I know. I, I prefer the poetry on the emails. I got to say, when people, when people say the poetry, it, it doesn't sound quite so poetic. It sounds kind of weird. Um, but you do not get hernias from uh, jacking off, sir, uh, to to put it bluntly. What if they jerk off real hard? You do not get hernias. You don't get her Hernias are sort of genetic in the sense that it, what, why why don't we get a picture up of what a hernia is because people don't even know what that is. Inguinal hernia, he's talking about. Hernia is anytime essentially you know bowel breaks through the abdominal wall. It's a hernia. Uh, it doesn't have to be you know you can have hernias in your diaphragm too. So uh, yeah, get get something inside so I can show you the bowel coming there. That one. See, it's bowel descending down through the inguinal canal. Did you know it was that enough? <laughs>
1: Of course I did. You know, I'm, doc- I, but, I'm a doctor. Now, but I mean, Drew. does that surprise you to, to, to see that's what it is? No, th- this is just a textbook uh, inguinal hernia.
0: Yeah, but I mean, does it surprise you to see what an inguinal hernia is? Is that something you would have known? Yeah. Okay. So uh, that. And you <laughs> come on, say,
1: doctor. This is year one doctor stuff. <laughs> I,
0: but it would it would it you have to have a weak abdominal layer for it to come through, and you can weaken that by running or lifting very heavy weights, things like that it can kind of contribute to it, but. It's one of those things that sort of has a genetic component to it. It has nothing to do with sexuality. It's just in the region of your Peter.
1: So so activities that require a lot of pushing is something that could do really that.
0: Really pushing like cuz again when you're pushing you're increasing the pressure and then that makes the you know the the weak canal to more likely to Extrude through the bowel, extrude well, through that weakened canal. What if that's how he whites? What if he pushes real hard when he whites? No, 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 no. Right, like li- like Olympic, you know, weightlifter kind of stress. You know, you don't doing that when you're wiping. You understand it's me? Immense kinds of. Pre- Actually, okay, this. Okay, here's something oh my interesting. God, where are we going
1: with this? All right, oh, this yeah. took me into so, so um, you know, I had diverticulitis uh when I was a lot younger. That's fine. Um, and I had ten centimeters of my colon removed. Right. And so, uh, one of my first questions was like, "Can I jack off when I get home?" <laughs> and uh, because, like, I'd did, been in the hospital. Did you for, ask the doctor that?
0: I was like two or three weeks did, in the did hospital. Did you ask the doctor that? Yeah. Oh God, that is he. He tells that story to his peers. <laughs> so. so. He said, wait a little bit, you know,
1: It's because they just, like, connected some stuff. He's like, a lot of stuff in you is, like, just freshly yes, reconnected. Yes, that, that, so that way-
0: is your abdominal. Wo- right. I mean, that's healing of wounds. That's a different thing. And yeah, I, I get what you're, you're and associating. I, and I there. definitely
1: whited way too early when I got because ah, yeah. I, f- I felt a really weird... Uh, I felt exactly where my well, connection was. Yeah, I mean, about.
0: you really—you don't even want to doing a sit up. You don't, right? You know, don't want to, you? Don't want to be even sitting up from a lying position without doing that very cautiously. That—that's when you have a big surgical wound. That's different. It's very different. This—this mm. this something that has to heal. This is a weakened canal. So, yeah, and uh, all his preoccupation with his whiting uh, need not be anything to do with his hernia. Did he say he was fifty? Fifty something? Uh... Play me the beginning of the tape again, just right. the very beginning.
2: Hey, mommy. I'm a 53-year-old male with
0: 53 year old male. 53, 53 year old who sounds oh. 17, dude. I'm, I'm more Good worried shit. about that than and the crazy the, the crazy poetry about your your you're 53. You're know, poet. You're you're going on in a waxing poetic about masturbating at 53. And so attached to your masturbatory behaviors, you're concerned it's having an effect on a hernia. That's what I'm worried about, not the hernia. I'm just saying. Give me another voice message. My goodness. My goodness.
3: Hey, Dr. Mommy and Mommy Tina. My name is Charlotte. I'm 30 years old in California. Mm -hmm. My question is, I get this sensation in my hip, like a, a light version of when you hit your funny bone. It lasts about 30 seconds to a few minutes. It's not painful, but I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it at all. Um, it happens uh, at least once a week, sometimes a few times a week, and as long as I can remember it, it's just been happening. The best way to describe where the spot is on my hip is if you drew a line from my right nipple to my hip and about an inch to the right, so more my front hip than the side. It's not bruised. I don't run into things often. It happens more when I'm sitting or laying, but not exclusively. I have no idea what this could be. Thanks so much, high and tight.
0: Well, unfortunately, she's not very descriptive. It's some Something about a funny bone, I, I don't know what she's talking about, except that when you hit your elbow, sometimes you can hit the, the ulnar nerve that runs along there and it can be sort of unpleasant, your whole arm, and it's a, sort of a tender spot. She didn't describe hitting anything. She described a funny feeling like that in her, in her hip, and that is the hip right there in the front part, in that inguinal area, that is in fact the hip. Um, makes me wonder if she had some congenital hip problem. uh It sounds more like a soft tissue issue, like a some sort of tendonitis. That's I I, I don't know. I would have to examine it. I have to know. She'd be able to describe it a lot better than that to really for me to be able to tell her something. Unfortunately, why does splinters hurt so bad? Here we go. I uh, had tiny object between the few layers of my skin. Hurts worse than a bloody gash in the same place. Sidebar: Paper cuts are in the same category. Why is this? It's a very, really, really interesting question. That's something that physiologists have thought about. Like, you know, someone gets a major injury, a gunshot wound to their arm, it kind of burns, they barely feel it, but you get a tiny little, you know, a, a, a cactus burn, you know, some sort of burn in your finger and it's, it's terribly painful. Has something to do with the fact that, first of all, your hand has lots of innervation. So we're talking about the hands and the different kinds of uh, sensory receptors in the skin that, that, detect pain to detect injury. There are uh, lots of them and they're designed this way so they can really be discernible. So you can really, you can really localize where the pain is. And when it's something major, it doesn't have to be that discerning, right? It's just like, oh, it's yeah, my, whole, my hand is injured. I can see the whole thing is gone. Uh, and that it's more important to not feel the pain. So you can, from an evolutionary perspective, so you can get to help get the bleeding to stop that kind of thing. Uh, but it is an interesting question so it really is a function of the innervation of the hand and the density of the pain fibers the uh little we have these these very strange little devices in our skin that uh, convert um, essentially electrical energy into pain all right ganglion cyst inside my right wrist that's super conscious of i basically always wear sleeves to cover it Ganglion cyst is um just a little cyst that comes off the synovium of the wrist yeah and I've got one right here. There it is. That's a, gang, that's a classic gangling cyst. No, show me the. No, no, go back. The picture in the lower left-hand corner is more classic. That's what it looks like. So you see how people, it's a lump in your hand or in your wrist, and people get very um, concerned about the uh, appearance of that, so they, they try to cover it. Um, let's see. Ooh, My, and
1: actually, I remember, like, back in the day, they would say, they'd call it a Bible bump, right?
0: Correct. Because
1: you would have to take a Bible and smack it down
0: and whack it take a big doctor, book and yeah. whack it and it pops yeah and it tends to come back yeah
1: dr nadav knows all of these things
0: I, it's so good listen after we had our mommy or doctor uh, game last week uh, you, you're a doctor we've just we've established that so uh it's the size of a golf ball sticks out like a sore thumb my birth giver has the same ailment that mean her mom birth giver uh but is a cyst made up of fluid in my case it's always been hardened it's still got fluid in it Trust me. That makes it harder to have the procedure done because you have to be put under and have it cut out rather than having it drained. That's true. Uh, so it's it's a more dense dense uh, uh, cyst. I've had this done twice and she's had her drain five or six times. It always comes back, right? I really don't want to ask for time off. I've worked out the procedure done again. I know it's going to come back again. She's saying she's had it completely removed because usually when you have it fully excised, that's the end of it. Uh, do I need to accept this? Hang on again. It's harder to have the procedure done because you have to go under to have it cut out rather than having it drained. Then she says, I've had this done twice. I think she means drained. Have it done. Have it removed. If it's that troublesome to you, it's it's a bigger surgery than you might imagine because it, it communicates with your, assist, your, your wrist. So the wrist actually gets opened up sometimes. But um, get it done. It really bothers you to get it done. All right. Boyfriend and I have been together for six years now. We have sex up to two to three times a day. Hmm. Hello, jomos Chomos. Uh, This does vary sometimes depending on health issues or if I'm bleeding. I've suspected for a while that maybe he produces more testosterone than normal. Seems like it. He's also bipolar too. He's medicated. I wonder if that has something to do with it. It can. That's a good point. It's always in the morning he wants it the most. It can be annoying because I just want to get out of bed and start my day. And I've noticed if I do not milk him, he becomes grumpy. Yes, we're that way, men. He swears to me this is not true. Is this something I can do? Any advice? Do you know why this man is always wanting his dick milked? <sighs> and what do you think of him unknowingly being gumpy in the mornings if no dick touches? Keep feathering uh Love you. Um, she doesn't give us her name. Uh, many, ma- m- I would dare say most men are this way. That uh, well, Christine and I have talked about this, how um, if you just um, give the proper attention for what that man's rhythm is sexually— uh, their mood is better, particularly interpersonally. They it, look, It it is there's a crazy thing with men and sexuality, which is they've been contending with this since they were 13. It's a very, very, very intense thing that has been troubling him since he was 13. And he has now selected you to be the person that he spends his life with. And as part of that, contends with this on his behalf, hel- helps him deal with this. And because it's very much, a, not, not only is it very rejecting when you sort of don't seem to understand that it's a really intense thing and it really, we're, our physiology is very tied up in it and to sort of dismiss it is uh, hurtful. And I don't mean they they can't tolerate it, but I mean, it's just sort of, it, it's sort of minimizing how, how big a problem this is for, for your partner, A. And B, we're very touchy about it. It's very tied into our sense of worth and self-being. And we, if we feel rejected sexually, I mean, think about it yourself. Women get the same way. If you're rejected sexually, you feel not worthwhile and not lovable. But but for men, you know, love and attention is very much tied up into this physiology. And it, it's hard for them. Uh, but the key thing I think the women need to get a, a particular long-term partner gets to, has to understand is that this is now something that you have to contend with with him. It's unfortunate, but he has selected you to help him. And this particular partner is a guy with an engine that's running at a very high pitch. Uh, he probably does have high testosterone levels and certainly his bipolar disorder does have something to do with this. Uh, hypersexuality, he's bipolar too, meaning he's never had a manic episode. I I, I wonder if that's true. I also wonder if he's adequately uh, medicated. So, so properly medicating his bipolar disorder with a mood stabilizer may, may help some of this. And secondly, um, you know, you're going to have to reach a compromise with him where some days he just lets you get out of bed and you understand he's going to be grumpy and he understands that that's a common side effect for men that they just they don't realize how much it affects them. as we we don't realize how much it affects us in terms of irritability and things like that it just does I have an addiction to pornography please don't put that on a real uh, nadav um probably TLA. sex Where are right I cannot go for more than a day or two without watching no matter how much uh how much I try I have zero willpower I don't know how to stop it doesn't help that I have an insanely high sex drive. I'm 24. I've been watching porn compulsively for eight or nine years. So let's just say 10 years since he was 14. Interferes with my performance in bed when I'm with someone new, though I work around it. Hmm. He doesn't tell us exactly how, which is kind of interesting. My viewing habits have gotten more extreme, too, to things I probably would never enjoy actually doing. Uh, what advice do you have to combat this? Who should I see? I have tons of money for expensive therapy. That don't have tons of money for expensive therapy, uh, Elliot. Elliot, this is a really big problem. We're seeing more and more men actually have even erectile dysfunction because of excessive uh, porn use, porn participation. Um, and it is primarily the pornography that you're describing here that's the troubling habit that you want to stop. You haven't said you're, you're doing, you're not freaking in prostitutes, you're not cheating, you're not having a problem in your relationships because of sexuality, you're having trouble functioning in a relationship because of pornography, which uh, is a, is a really common thing these days. So, um, there are people that specialize in treating this. Uh, it usually takes a bit of work. Um, it of course requires you being willing to go cold jerky for a while, uh, where you do not masturbate for really a period of time. The, what what happens is therapists that work in this area do something called a circle plan, which is where you put things in the center of the circle. You just will not do. You have things in the outer circle that you can still do, but are kind of slippery and you have healthy things you uh, try to participate in in the outer circle, uh, of course, S.A., S.L.A. is always out there. I actually did a stream on this a couple of weeks ago with Bob Forrest. We had a woman that uh, does a lot of treatment in the sex addiction field. If, um, I can't remember her name, but uh, we do a lot of the talk about a lot of the basics of uh, sex addiction. There is a good website called uh, centerforhealthysex.com, centerforhealthysex.com. Dr. Katahakis is there, and she does a great job of running that site. That's sort of where I would refer you for something like this. But it's, it's kind of complicated to get over it it's a, it's a little more of a problem than you might imagine because it, it is uh, a very intense biology much like crack or other very powerful drives
1: but drew if if he just takes like a couple weeks off
0: yeah doesn't that already reset
1: like is it is it that complicated to just stop watching he porn can try from it
0: him? he can try it i mean they, look what makes something addiction is you try and you can't mm. right so what i'm getting from his note is that he has tried and he can't stop right if he, if you can stop go ahead and stop right it's it's that simple <clears throat> but if you can't stop, that's when you need help. What now, if
1: he, what if he duct tape oven mitts onto his hands?
0: It won't it won't do anything. Trust me, he'll he'll find a way through it. Um, now you have to sort of like you know clean your computer up and you know get stay away from your phone and all kinds of things like that, or else you will magically go back to it. it it's much like being around crack. You know, you have a crack pipe in your computer. Like your computer and your phone is a crack pipe. Now, if you can stop for. I would try stopping for more like four weeks, frankly, uh, to try to reset things and then see if you can control it after that. If you can make it the four weeks and if you can control it after that, so fine, then that's good. But I suspect that's going to be difficult. Uh, listen, I'm a healthy, healthy male in my 30s. I'm prescribed Adderall for ADHD, 20 milligrams generic IR three times a day. Eight years, don't take other medications. I have an issue where I spontaneously cream my pants when I take Adderall. What? It doesn't happen every time. I notice when it does, it usually happens at the end of making yellow. Oh, so he's not actually having an orgasm. He's having just a flow out of some semen. If my thinking sexual thoughts are casual, no, if I'm thinking sexual thoughts or casually looking at porn, I also notice it, ha- it happens significantly more if I've had anything alcoholic to drink. When it happened, it's hard to stop. I feel it moving through my urethra and it comes out clear or cloudy uh or sometimes retrograde <laughs> oh my goodness i know for a fact it's not an std so okay uh, monogamous relationship is this normal okay what you're describing is just some emissions of semen right you're not having spontaneous orgasms you're having some leakage and that is because the adderall is loosening the there's some valves down there like you notice you never pee and white at the same time right because there's a valve that shuts off the pee when it's time to white lets the white go down that valve is a little loose right now let's say And uh, because of the medication and for whatever reason, this stuff leaking out of the seminal vesicles and kind of getting through. That's the medication. Tell your doctor there may be. There are things you can do to sort of support that, but the medicines aren't that good. It may mean reducing the dose of the medication perhaps, or maybe living with this. It's possible. Can I explain how asparagus pee works? I've heard some people can smell it and some can't. No, 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 no. Some people create the smell and some don't. Can you explain this mysterious aromatic phenomenon? Piss on me, beat me. Um, look it up for me. Asparagus pee. Uh, I forget what the name of the the. There's a compound that's converted by the liver in about, I think, 60% of people. All right, here it is. Uh, the asparagusic asparagus acid produces many sulfurous byproducts uh, and your pee has a rotten-like smell. Doesn't say exactly what it is. Uh, why does it? Let's click on why does asparagus make your pee smell. There we go. Uh, nah, nah, nah. not everyone will have the asparagus pea smell. That is correct. Uh, up it's the asparagus, asparagusic acid in asparagus that gets the sulfurous byproducts. Uh, not everyone produces it. doesn't give us the percentages. Okay. It doesn't say what the specific thing is. Uh, although it is a byproduct of the asparagusic acid. And, uh, I, I think it's about 60%. Ask this, what percent of people make pea smell from asparagus? How about that? What percentage people have pee smell? Have stinky pee? P. Yes, that's a great way to ask the question. Adav, well done. Uh, after asparagus, forty percent. Yeah, I got the, <laughs> got the answer. You so got the answer. Almost everyone produces the scent to some degree. It's not everyone knows to pick it up. In fact, in some study my colleagues conducted in 2017, only forty percent of those surveyed reported detecting the odor in their urine. So there you go. It is a liver enzyme that. Although, uh, can,
1: I do have a question about because uh, that is the most interesting thing to me about asparagus pee. I my pee does smell like sewage when I eat asparagus, yes. and I'm wondering it does come as early as 15 minutes. Like it seems like it's nothing fast. goes through the body as yeah. quickly as asparagus.
0: That's an interesting point. Acid. Yeah, I like that's interesting because it usually. Things spend, uh, you know, maybe 90 minutes in the stomach getting sort of broken down before they even get to the small bowel. So I'm guessing, so it must be that, uh, the, in, in the liquid in the stomach, in the acid, some of that, some of that asparagus compound, the, the chemical must dilute and trickle into the small bowel and get quickly absorbed. Mm. That's gotta be the process. And, um, and then it's immediately converted by the liver, and then when you're, then all of your pee is contaminated at that point. And what's interesting is there's not a, a sort of dose-response relationship with it. In other words, the more you absorb of this product, the more your liver converts it, the more your pee smells. It's like maximal, maximal effect in 15 minutes, which is interesting. So now I have another follow-up question
1: that's right. kind of in the same lane as this. All right. So a uh, uh, asparagusic acid takes 15 minutes to go through the system. When you, I'm probably not saying that right. So, if you eat, like sometimes you eat meals and then immediately afterwards you have crazy diarrhea and you're like, oh, that's probably the meal before because of how the intestinal tract works, right? It can
0: be a lot of things, right? Sometimes it can be just stimulating your lower bowel, right? It's just just a stimulant that causes, but but it's not the food going through you. That it is not. It's not that. That takes hours and hours and hours but that food may be causing some like caffeine will do that right caffeine they used to use it as a laxative right. so it's actually the stimulant property it can cause some some loose stool oh. I, and and I wonder I don't know that this actually happens but it makes me think that maybe uh something in the food may causing your body to kind of want to move things through more quickly so maybe that's the phenomenon we're seeing there and are you, but it's not the food going through you that that takes hours but you're saying that maybe it's the food
1: is letting off some sort of chemical signal right I much see. the way
0: the asparagus uh, can do so oh. right there you go uh, sleeping no sleep fucking follow up put that on a loop hi hitlers I want to chime in your mention of sexomnia. I've been doing this for years with my big titted animal I've always thought I always thought of I just reading the words guys uh, I was you can put that big titted animal on a loop if you want I've always thought it was linked to being tipsy when I go to bed. After some booze, I turn into a telescope, often with the opposite of the old whiskey dick, where I can stay hard after whitewashing my wife's vagine. Those nights I often uh, I often semi-wake up thinking my wife has initiated sex when in fact she has no idea until I've gotten her, her juiced up. Uh, oftentimes she's plenty receptive, but consent is always respected. Uh, and a firm quit is enough to make me realize I'm trying to zombie fuck her again well good so it's you're not raping her that's nice uh, I, I haven't been a great sleeper for years but this was happening long before the sleep issues interestingly my wife has also been known to break proto by coming in her sleep without masturbating good for her so maybe she does initiate in her sleep once in a while I'm not the only one uh, sleep fucker that is uh, that is wishful thinking You are you are the one with the sleep sex not her uh, thanks for putting a medical term to my seemingly inexhaustible nighttime libido. Keep it high and tight. Sleepless in meat rattle. Meat rattle. Meat rattle. Okay. Uh, is that why? Why is that? Tell me what that's about.
1: Um, uh, well, when, when Tom and Christina would give off their tour dates and where they're going to be, they always ah, change that with fun names. And meat rattle it. is what they call. Spell. There you go.
0: Uh, so, uh, here's the deal. This is interesting. It's kind of, this is not the typical sleep sex because most sleep sex people do not remember it when they're doing it. Uh, the the person that's, that's initiating the sleep sex. In your case, your sleep is disrupted by booze, which is exactly what happens. Sleep's latent, latency gets all messed up. And so you're sort of semi-awake, you're in what's called a hypnagogic state and you, for whatever reason, get more aroused when you're like that and you start thinking about sex even though you're asleep and you start doing what you would normally do when you're awake. Again, that's the thing about sleep, anything, sleep driving, sleep eating, sleep sex. You can do the same thing uh, awake and asleep. It's a crazy phenomenon. Uh, and you mentioned you've had a sleep disturbance for years and that's sort of part of the deal. People that have sleep terrors, sleep walking, are more prone to this kind of stuff. Um the good news in your guys' sleep sex is that your wife is open to it and that when she's not open to it, you're not so deeply asleep that you don't respond to no. So good for you guys. This is the this is optimal sleep sex if there is such a thing. Let me hear another voice message.
3: Hey, I have like a personal question. Imagine Do you that. think that if your boyfriend like licks your butthole and then like goes like down, you think you get like an infection hmm. like from like E. coli stuff? I
0: right. just want to know to prevent UTIs, you know? Right, you. right. Well, interesting question. I mean, you d- generally want to avoid A to V. Just g- and That's a nice rule for the reasons you bring up. A, you can uh, screw up the, the vaginal flora and call, cause vaginitis of various types, and potentially you could cause a urine infection. I suppose that's not super likely, but, I mean, if you're using a vibrator, A to V, Yeah, that's not great for your urethra, right? You want to clean that off. The mouth, though, interestingly, the mouth is sort of an inhospitable environment for bacteria generally. Uh, We get anaerobes in our mouth, right? Um, That's why if you get dental infections, they give you certain anti-anaerobic bacteria, anti-anaerobic antibiotics. There we go. My COVID brain at work. Um, But E. coli, I'm not sure it can really even be can last very long in the mouth. Um, I'm sure it could a bit, and it's worthy of being careful with this sort of thing and uh, uh, having your boyfriend sort of um, pay attention maybe and wouldn't hurt to wash his mouth out, a little you know, antibacterial mouthwash or something. Uh, but your concern is appropriate, but he, think about it this way. A lot of people engage in that kind of oral play, and there's not a lot of vaginitis or uh, urinary tract infection caused that way. So yes, it's a thing, A to V is generally to be avoided, but I don't think it's a big thing when it involves the mouth, so good question. Give me another question.
2: Hi, Dr. Drew, I'm Rob. I was wondering why do penises float in water if they are all muscle? I understand that typically adipose tissue floats, but penises are muscle and uh, cavernous bodies, as Dr. Drew explained, i'm wondering are the cavernous bodies like empty is that why it's floating why why do
1: dicks float in water thanks
0: bye so what happened to my life what has happened to my life the best thing so (laughs) why do dicks float um there is no muscle or almost no muscle in a penis this idea that it's a muscle false false it is just a bunch of soft tissue urethra nerves arteries veins and the two big blood-filled cavernous bodies, which when they are not filled with blood are less dense and less dense than even fat probably. So I would say probably the penis floats better than fat in all probability. Uh, When it's filled with blood, obviously blood is a little more dense and so the the flotation is probably not as great, Uh, but it has nothing to do with muscle, which is a lot more dense and uh, yeah, not a muscle, everybody fascinating wow. you didn't know
1: that no i mean that we i, I think i probably missed that class at doctor
0: <laughs> school but i would have i would have been like yep ding 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 his well, body that's well, what it is let's let's you yeah, would have i'm sure of that but let's put a picture of a penis in cross-section up there and let's see if we can see any muscle anywhere in that in that uh, uh yeah penis anatomy Hmm. there we go just the one on the left that one all the way to the left there we go so can we enlarge that at all so uh uh, let's think what's along the floor. Yeah, oh, good job. Uh, so I'm looking at a large penis cut in half. Uh, we see the dorsal nerve, the dorsal artery, the dorsal vein, the corpus uh, cav- uh, cavernosum. The corpus cavernosum is these big fluid-filled body. The uh, deep artery, which is what fills the corpus cavernosum. The corpus spongiosum, which is uh, surrounds the urethra essentially, and the spongiosum right, that's the spongy part, right? Well, it has to be able to get bigger and smaller too, right? Because the the all the, the that's the the this instrument is designed to shrink and get big, uh, and so the urethra has to be able to elongate along with that. Uh, so yeah, there's I don't. Do you see any muscle in there anywhere? <laughs> I do not, doctor. Okay, True. thank you. All right, there you go. Uh, I have a condition where small and sometimes large cysts grow on my scrotum. I uh, am yeah. sometimes they're, able to be popped. The lumps are get larger in size. I've been to several dermatologists and they have mostly said these are sebaceous cysts, otherwise harmless. They're cosmetically toked. Look up at scrotal sebaceous cyst. You're going to like this. Uh, it does not look very pretty. <laughs> um, condition seems to be getting worse despite my attempts to proto, uh, it's noticed and addressed by several women. I'm sure. Yeah. Look at that. Nice. Huh?
4: Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and there can be sebaceous cyst and spongy cyst and all kinds of nasty cysts. See if you can look up uh, a spongy cyst. See if that's any different. uh, What the picture looks like. Yeah, spongy scrotal cyst. Yeah, this is rough, Drew.
1: This, we didn't see any of this in doctor school.
0: No, you don't like these? I can't show any of Imagine this. Imagine you're a at woman <laughs> going down on a guy for the first time, and this is what you encounter. Hold and, on, let me think. And this. Yeah, I'd be terrified. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Calvin, uh, TATA, there, he says, um, there's not a lot that can be. I mean, they can be taken, you know, they can be surgically removed by dermatologists, but you're getting into trouble where they can get infected. And it's it's, it's a quite a you're chasing your tail a bit with these things. All right. What up Chomos? I drank a bunch of whiskey a while back. The next day I felt hungover like usual. But that night when I was J my D suddenly got this intense headache. Oh yeah. Over the next few days when I would work out, I would get debilitating headache. I hope you got this evaluated, my friend. When I would try to jack off severe headache one night, I had a nightmare. Woke up with my heart racing, same headache. I called up my doctor and he just prescribed some ibuprofen, which worked fine, but I still get the headaches when I um, jack off. Uh, all the headaches are on the right side of my head. Is there something swelling in my brain? Will I ever be able to exert myself without taking medication again? I'd like to know. Piss on me, beat me. But I, when I see patients with this, these, these sex-related headaches or arousal headaches, um, uh, and they usually occur after ejaculation. Interestingly, yours is yours is occurring essentially with exertion. Uh, I have I have a neurologist look at them because uh, it can be other things. Sometimes it can be aneurysm and things like that. It's very rare. I mean, many times. Many times they're quite benign, or most often they're quite benign, but I I think your doctor kind of blowing it off and saying take some ibuprofen is an inadequate approach to that. I think you should see a neurologist get proper scanning done and make sure it's not a, a, a you know, a warning sign of something more serious, which it probably is not. In all likelihood, it is not. But it's always worth getting that kind of stuff checked out. Here's a Brown question. Does Brown smear on your inside... <laughs> Does... Why do they think of these things? Does brown smear on your insides when it's going through you? That's a I, great question. <laughs> Let's keep going. I know it'll smear on the sides of the bowel and shit gets on the edges of my pipes and my plumbing. Or does the brown get purged completely with no poo residual left in the butt? Okay. Look <sighs> Look up. Look up. Do people get to see our pictures when we look them up? Do we post them somewhere? Um, if they're not too graphic, yes. Okay, so look up um, inadequate prep colonoscopy, because this is what your colon is seeing. This, if we go up inside the colon with a with a colonoscopy colonoscopy fiber optic device, um, there on the right. Let's, oh, let's keep going. There's, I'm sure you can find better than that. Mm. Yeah, there. I yeah. There we go. Okay, over on the upper left, that one. There you go. That's that's what your bowel has in it when uh, when you know it, it gets more solid. When we're you know this is after somebody's had some prep, right? So you see this stuff. There's mucus and there's stool. It's all over the walls of the colon. Uh, now this is a colon that's been. You got to, the perspective is crazy. You're trying to take the perspective of the the wall of the colon. What does it see? Right now we're looking at a scope that's been blown up with air, right? There's air goes in to sort of blow the colon up. And you're seeing that it's designed with sort of a mucous membrane that it's stuff kind of, everything eventually gets through. But there's always some stuff left on the side there. Um, I don't know how else to imagine it other than what it might do to your mouth. Think about it that way. I mean, it would kind of eventually get through, right? You'd, you'd push it through. So, uh, let's, Speaking of pictures, let's see a preacher who tells a woman not to be fat.
4: Why is it so many times that women, after they get married, let themselves go? Here's how way too many women are. I got him now. The chase is over. Hey, that's where you're on. The chase ain't never over. The chase ain't never over. And by God, if he don't love me the way I look now, he ought to look at his own spare tire in the mirror. Now, look, I'm not saying that's every true. woman can be the epic trophy wife of all time, <laughs> like Melania Trump. I'm not saying that at all. Oh, he puts her picture not up. Most women can't be know. Is it Melania? But you, is you it's know, an like example of her, a trophy wife. Oh, my God, a participation that's funny. Trophy. I don't know, but all I can say is not everybody looks like that. Amen. Not everybody looks like that. But but you don't need to look like a butch either. Hey, here's something you need to know. You need to know this. Men have a need for their women to look like women. A hey, sweatpants don't cut it all the time, huh? Wearing flip flops and, and uh, pajamas to Walmart, uh-uh, that ain't going to work.
0: This guy's a tacky ain't mommy not jeans. About that. What about mom jeans?
4: And, and men want their wives to look good at home. And in public. Can I get an amen?
0: Amen. What an asshole, right? Yeah, this guys He's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. Uh, and by the way, um, not the most svelte preacher on earth. Speaking of spare tire, the guy, guy uh, would die of COVID if he got it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's in that zone. What, what mental illness is it?
1: that someone that looks like that it's just like there's nothing wrong with telling it's, a woman to shape up it's <laughs>
0: narcissism narcissism yes, narcissism. I mean come on that's what that is and, and uh, I, I, I'm all in favor of telling couples to take care of for each individual to be taking care of their bodies so they can look their best for their partner but to lay it all on women
4: can I get an amen
0: <laughs> this dude is sexist amen all right, enough of that hole. But there's something really—I—I—I'm too uh, offended to get to to laugh. But he's very funny. There's something very, very like, like ironic. This big fat dude up sitting up there. I mean, this guy that is like obese with not just obese—he's got a beer belly, extremely obese. It's very, very appealing. This guy's
1: getting the vaccine pretty soon.
0: Um, releasing bear into audience sounds like something I'd like to see. Isn't that hilarious or or a disaster? Uh, the Horrible or Hilarious? Horrible Hilarious? Releasing um, a bear into the audience? Well, it's kind of like a fun lane that we
1: have where it's just like, look at these people getting way too close to dangerous animals.
0: Okay, so got that's it. What
1: this All right, let's go, it. go
4: there. The door is open. The bear is out. Oh, whoa, whoa. He just went for it. <laughs> this
0: is a wild bear. Come on, mate. May. Go, May, attack the people. Oh, no. He got one.
4: I mean, he 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 didn't actually attack that person. He just dived on top of them. They're, They're shooting up in the air to try and scare the bear away. I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable about this.
1: I feel a bit
4: uncomfortable
0: about Literally
1: this. shooting AK-47s into the air. Oh. And now, he has
0: an Irish accent, doesn't he? Is that what I heard? Um, I think it was more British. I, I thought I heard a little Irish program.
4: He just dived on top of
0: them.
2: They're
4: shooting up in the air to try and scare the bear away.
0: Away. Away. The bear away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's Irish. I saw two different flags and I think a Russian like outfit... What is going? Where is this? Do we know? This, this is at the United Nations. No, no, seriously. <laughs> what? I want to know what country does this? Is what I'm asking. I, don't, I think that Irish... some
1: some some offshoot of a Russian country, right? Like that's what I. Yugoslavia. That's Ukraine, what I think. That, that. I think
0: the Russian bear is the whole symbol here, right? So that's what I think, and um, I, I don't think a way to pay homage to the Russian bear is to torture it, guys. I think that's not a good thing. I just. Um, but there you go. People have yeah. all kinds of things. Can, do you have any other animals in uh, <laughs> released <a> people video? <laughs> Not uh, this sounds like a great corridor. I'd like to go down.
1: Yeah, it's uh, we'll get some. I think we've showed you like the, the, it's once in a while. You know, it's I like the, the people like open mouth kissing wolves and stuff like. I think, Oh, I think yeah. You've seen I,
0: that, I, that one still is in my head. Yeah, it's. Uh, and when my dog tries to do that to me now, I kind of know why.
1: Because it wants to get acquainted with you. Well that's just then do- what
0: the that's what the Alpha do- that's what the male dogs do to show affection. So do you open your mouth and let them Usually, show affection? Not always. Have to be into it. How he, ooh, yeah. okay. So it's a sometimes thing. Right. Uh, but at least I know what he's doing. I kind of get it, right. I get it. Nothing he, sexual. Right. Um Girl in Septic Tank. Now hang on, I need to prepare for this. Um the just the title of that reminds me of our man in full leather garb in septic tank yeah are we going that far in here or this this is
1: close but i think this is probably going to upset you a little bit
0: more Uh oh oh no okay
1: oh that's right
0: no protective (sighs) (laughs) oh no that can't be that's got to be
1: fake right so how soon after this video do you think she got admitted to the hospital Uh
0: uh I'm thinking, I I can't get past what I'm, I can't even think that far ahead. Like she doesn't have goggles on. She has nothing on. Oh my God. It's gotta be, that's why I'm saying. It's gotta be fake. I mean, it's just a, right. I mean, I don't think it is fake. Oh my God. So we're, we're looking at what, you know, looks like a vat of stool that a woman descends into how, how, if you, if you like watching shit like this, how much do you have to hate women? You know what I'm saying? I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Uh, and uh, is there any follow-on? Do we see? Does she run out and take a shower? Do we, can we get a payoff no, here sometime? It's type?
1: a one and done. It's just you see the dip. That's them. it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and we have to look at her covered with stool like that. Like she looks like a giant. Yeah, that mud's everywhere, huh? Mud?
1: Yeah. She got chocolate all over the place.
0: I hope that's Mud. I you, see, I I'm, I, you know, Any explained to us last. I, I'm having an interesting brain phenomenon. Any explained to us on the last show that when he sees horrible, I mean, when he sees bad things uh, in videos that Tom shows him, he feels bad for the person. But when he sees truly horrible things where people are just disintegrated, he, he just doesn't feel anything because it goes into like that's that can't be or that's just a. I, I can't relate to nothingness, which is vaporization of somebody. I have the exact same reaction with this one. I, my brain just goes, well, that's not true. That can't happen. I don't care. It's mud. I don't care. It does not compute. I don't want to hear any more about it. Let's move on. Let's see one more time, though, just so I can uh, test myself. See if my brain can possibly go there. No. <laughs> I like especially that she's like like got pristine white skin and stuff. I mean, she's like super clean going in, and then all this. Okay, that's enough of that. I wish Jen Kirkman were here though, because I we she, if you remember, we showed her the uh, the Leatherman in the in the septic Town. Yeah, she, I think that
1: was the first time you ever watched that uh, the, the first, first time we were, the I first septic Jen, tank
0: video. Jen very nearly vomited. She very nearly vomited. It was close. Remember, that yeah, was a great reaction. It was it was a lovely reaction. I hated torturing her like that, but it was. Epic. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> can we have some TikToks maybe to kind of fool around with then we'll go back to voice messages. Sure. Yeah. Nice pan. Oh, I see. So he's doing the splits, holding his nuts. What's it say? What does it say on his vest? Can you guys read that? I think it says Walmart. Oh, it says Walmart it does say Walmart. Yep. And then he had to be, he had to be the greeter. Welcome to Walmart. Yeah, this is one
1: of the qualifications yeah, to be I like a that. Walmart greeting. And
0: this is just, hey, look at me. There's not, no other payoff to this TikTok? This is the whole thing. All right. Well, we looked at you. Congratulations. Give this man a raise. Next. Good morning.
1: Coffee's ready. Uh-oh. Bacon and eggs will be up in just a minute. Driveway's already shoveled, and I don't have to
0: be at work for another half hour. How would you like to spend the rest of the morning? This is, a, this is, this is somebody who studied with the king. Yeah. This dude studied under the king. Right. And uh and again, you see is, is he looking for tit picks or what's he looking for? What what is he what does he want?
1: Um I think he's just yeah, I think he's looking for for ladies to slide in his DM. He's just like, hey, you want to do this role
0: play thing? Look how good I am at it. Oh my god. I wonder I just gotta see what these guys get on the other side. Right. Just like so what is their success rate like? Yeah, I don't I'm zero interest in this screwball but about whatever he generates and now I told you what it's like to be the object of King's affection feels pretty good so I get what they feel I get what they feel I don't get responding to it I did not send him a video back I didn't send him no pics trust me um, but and by the way this guy is that windows behind him and I think if, that's a microwave let's, let's see the video again just so I can look around the, the room he's in because I want to set the scene here a little bit oh it's a microwave yeah. good
1: morning coffee's ready bacon and eggs will be up in just
0: a minute the already shoveled, and I don't have to be at work for another half hour. How would you like to spend the rest of the morning? Oh, you're such a man. He's pretty much just saying like, hey, let's fuck, right? I, I think so, but I don't actually know if he's looking for women or men. I, you, kinda, you know what I mean? It kind of... I'm um, hmm, could be both. Probably gets both. All right. Good on you, mate. Tell, tell, you said a TikTok t- showing us what you get. That'd be very interesting. Uh, all right. So let's go to some voice messages.
2: My name is Jared, and I am calling this because when I was younger,
0: um, I had an
2: undescended testicle, and so I had to have surgery to get it pulled down and properly tacked into place. Um, I was wondering if uh, my chunky whites have anything to do with that and not creating uh, enough seminal fluid or what have you. I don't know. Sometimes yeah. my whites can be pretty chunky um so yeah i was just wondering about that um that's the hole that's where it it's fit thank you
0: well dear tapioca um yeah no it has nothing to do with it uh the reason they pull the testy down is to prevent it from becoming cancerous which if it stays up in the abdomen where they start and they don't descend from there they can become cancerous so they pull it down put it in the put it in the, te- in, the, in, the in the sack where it belongs Um, Sometimes that testy doesn't work quite as well as the other one in terms of producing testosterone and sperm, but that's about the only issue. But men have got to get through their head. The testes only produce the sperm. They don't produce the fluid. They don't produce the white. They don't do any of that. That's all the prostate and the seminal vesicles that the sperm just drips into. Okay, the sperm is is in a fluid, but it just sort of drips a small amount of the of the fluid that's produced by the prostate. And when stuff sits for a long time in your seminal vesicles, sometimes it can form little coalescent little chunks like that, and like looks like tapioca pudding in that case. So. Do you know what tapioca pudding is, uh, enough? You ever heard of tapioca? It's not very popular these days. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, tapioca yeah. fucks. Why, why do guys, why are they? So, why can't they let go of the idea that somehow, they somehow see their testicles as the, the thing that's emi- being emitted during ejaculation when it's not involved during ejaculation?
1: Yeah, some of these dum-dums didn't go to doctor school, right?
0: Right. <laughs> I'm just saying it's, it's, you know, we have this thing called the internet now and people know most silly things like this. I, and, and we talk about it every week on this show. I just don't understand why people can't, can't get that men just, even when you tell them, I don't think it stays with them. All right. Give me another voice message.
2: Hi, Dr. Jeans. I'm Jr. from Washington. I had a question about dead people Brown. When a person dies, they shit involuntarily because they're dead. I'm wondering if hypothetically an alive human could Brown in the same way as a dead person possibly by loosening the muscles enough. Thank you, and keep it high and tight. You bet I'm coming up in May.
0: Okay, thank you, buddy. Um, why You've been watching too much South Park, because uh, it seems like everybody who dies on South Park always shits just before they die. Um, and that's not always the case, uh, though if there is something in the chamber, and when the muscles do relax, that can happen, but it's not much. Uh, and anything that causes alteration in consciousness or, you know, loosens the muscles in that, that kind of same way. Yeah, that can happen. That can happen. It kind of, it's sort of more like it leaks out kind of more than anything, you know, it sort of spills out. Uh, it's not like it's suddenly, uh, coming, coming down the way any would do it. Um, but it's a weird question. Give me another voice message. Hey,
3: this is Jen. I have a question. Is it okay to have shit with a tampon in? asking for a friend, and how you say cucumber,
0: thanks. 100% fine. Uh, enjoy, uh, I wonder, you could, I mean, if you're pushing hard, Rob, right, you can push the tampon down or out, it might be uncomfortable, but uh, enjoy your uh, the passage of your bowel movement with the tampon in place. Next question. Hey Drew, this is Lee from Ohio. And I
2: was just wondering if, um, like after a man transitions into a woman, right? Okay. I guess the bottom surgery and everything. Yep. Yep. Do they, st- like if they can come, do they still have a refractory period? Thanks.
0: Sure. I mean, yes, of course. I mean, whenever anybody, oh, you mean can they have multiple orgasms like right. a female? Exactly. Um. Yeah, it, it's pretty much the same function. I, I, I don't know of any, I've never spoken to any female transsexuals who have described their orgasmic function changing in some sort of fundamental way, you know, so they're having more, you know, mm, no, I I don't think that happens. I I could be wrong. Straighten me out on that. I I check fact check me, but I've never spoken to, and I've treated a lot of transsexuals over the years and those kinds of issues come up. And it's, it's, that seems to be a strictly of um, how, how do we, how do we characterize that a born female, what do we say? What's the proper terminology?
1: Biological. Bio- mm. No. No.
0: Somebody who's who's
1: female at birth.
0: Female at birth. Uh, that go. seems to be in the spectrum of, of of what they can do biologically. Another voice message.
1: Hey there, Dr. Drew.
2: I have kind of a weird question. So I have a I have a a curved thing. I my my dick is curved, right? And it's kind of a severe angle. I don't know when this happened, but just you know, one day, like you know, I kind of realized, hey, you know, most most penises don't look like this. Mm-hmm. So, I start googling. I find out about Peyronie's disease, mm-hmm. and I think I have it. Now, it, so far in life, it really hasn't been an issue, but occasionally, like you know, when I'm with a, a lady, things can be, it can be painful for me, you know, depending upon the angle in which I'm I'm beating that thing up. So my, my question to you, Dr. Drew, is <laughs> like <clears> his
0: throat. <laughs> do you recommend
2: getting therapy for it? As far as I can see, really the only like scientifically proven way to cure it is surgery. But it sounds very unappetizing because it, it shortens the length of, of your hog. You That's know? right. That's true. And I'm already not working with really like a whole lot to go on. Congratulations. So, uh, what what do you recommend for somebody who's in this predicament? Yeah uh thank you very much i uh, love your show thank Appreciate you
0: man good question well researched well thought out uh you, you're on to it uh, it is Peyronie's disease uh Peyronie's you intervene typically when it's affecting functioning if you're having painful erection or your partner's complaining about pain now if you're with a stable partner and it doesn't really bother her i, I wouldn't oh those bad Peyronie's You showing me pictures of yeah, sometimes it can even look like a hockey puck where the hockey puck word just is at the very tip actually that's often not peroes but a scarring from uh botched um circumcision but peroes again uh yes pe- there but there are some newer treatments coming for peroes that look really good that are non-surgical so what i would i would suggest you at least meet with a urologist uh to see if there's again it depends on the degree of peroes and what they can f- what the plaque feels like that's pulling the penis to that side um and whether you're having real problem functioning you know whether your partners really complain about it or not But it is worth a consultation uh, to see if one of the newer treatments that don't require surgery might be an option for you. Yeah, good question. Give me another one.
3: Hey, mommies. mommies. Um, So my question is about chapstick. Can you be addicted to it? And if so, is it something that you can break? Is it an OCD thing? Um, I've been using chapstick since I was a smoker when I was 17. And I haven't smoked in seven years, but the ChapStick never stopped. Um, The second I don't have it, I start licking my lips. I, you know, freak out. I need to go and buy some right away. Otherwise, my lips feel dried out. Um, There's never a time when I don't have ChapStick. So, anyways, what's that about? anyways keep it high and tight and you better believe I'm coming up in May
0: you better believe so y- turns out there is I didn't think there w- whoops I didn't think there was such a thing as a chapstick addiction but turns out there is um, there's something in the chapstick that there's a little rebound from that uh, if you've been using it for a while starts to motivate you to use it again and of course it's good for the chapstick people and I guess that's why they leave it in um, it also is a little bit of an OCD thing you have, you have to tolerate a little period of dry lips and maybe some cracking and not feeling so good maybe a little topical corticosteroid the hydroxy you know cortade something like that put a little bit of that on as opposed to the um, chapstick for maybe the first week after you try stopping and then get off a jet but, but you have to go cold turkey and you have to be willing to have a little bit of discomfort and you have to kind of manage some of that ocd stuff but i think some Quartade instead of the um, chapstick not not a lot of it like maybe three times a day cortade might help you get through that interval of a week or two when you're uh trying to break the cycle. So yeah, it does happen. does happen. Let's go to some, back to some more um, videos. Uh, Sex Addict Cool Guy sounds kind of interesting to me, so I'd like to see what this guy's up to.
2: I came to Los Angeles from the Deep South. I
1: quickly became a sexaholic.
0: Raw, hard pounding. I crave raw, hard, hard
1: pounding. The sheer dominance, getting filled. You could say it's a different kind of horny. There's a fine line between pleasure and pain. My pain tolerance is a bit higher than the average
2: bear. Testing myself. And I got a big hand. I'm mainly a bottom. <laughs> Never hung out
1: with anyone my size or smaller or nowhere near smaller. No, fuck like that. You, are you familiar with the um, power transference relationships?
4: No. Have you heard of the cage? No. It's a cage that holds you in
1: an a down on all four position. So when somebody has friends over for dinner they also have dessert you get to a certain age where
0: life just can't shock you anymore <laughs> Ooh, look at his eyes whoa um well something traumatic
1: happened to this guy right
0: yeah and this this sort of should have been hilarious or horrible um i don't know quite what to do with it except that this is a very sad story and this is uh, you know some guys that develop these sex addictions they can't control, this is where it goes. And oftentimes that's trauma. And in my experience treating men like that, uh, sometimes they had some horrible stuff happen to them when they were a kid that they're sort of reenacting. Uh, and one of the extraordinary things about the human being is that when we have things that are traumatic interpersonally, like somebody does something to us, physical abuse, sexual abuse, particularly people that we are drawn to for for um, attachment and safety, when they turn around and, and traumatize us, that actually increases the desire for attachment to that figure, and it scrambles our ability to regulate our emotions. And strangely, we are driven to be attracted to—people don't talk about attractions enough, but one of the sources of attractions is trauma. And we are magically attracted to people and places that are just like the people that have perpetrated the trauma during our childhood— And as such, when you get around people or you're in a circumstance was just like the one that was traumatic, guess what? Those people oblige you by doing it again because you're a perfect instrument. Your attraction takes you to people that are just like that. And you have no idea you're doing it. It's uh, sort of the classic thing for um, many women that I have dealt with the abandoning father, uh, and then they're magically attracted to men that are kind of abandoning. That's a sort of a simple version of the same thing. And, uh, and even when the, the partner does not look anything like the old partners, it's like, oh, this is a guy that will never be like that one. If you're attracted, like you're really you're very, very attracted and you have that pattern, our bodies are perfect instruments. They will always get us back to somebody that does the same thing. That's just how our body works. It's not funny at all. Um, but it's peculiar how we do that. And, uh, one of the ways to mitigate that if the trauma wasn't really severe is to, um, go for people that aren't, that aren't, we say, think about butterflies rather than lightning bolts in terms of your attraction. If you have a pattern of being super attracted to people that repeat the past that you'd like to change, maybe next time go for somebody that's not quite as exciting, more light, more butterflies than lightning bolts, we would say and uh, if you can't do that or if you can't sustain a relationship with that person you keep sabotaging it then much like that guy you must get some treatment and that guy needs a lot of work I'm sorry to say um, let's see you know uh, what, let's,
1: let, we're going to cleanse the palate for you because, yes
0: that's what I was thinking because I, I just found a TikTok that's in the lane that you liked earlier alright okay good let's do it.
4: it
2: oh boy
0: oh boy oh, oh a nice
4: massage
0: and then, boom. <laughs> and then pow uh is that carol what's her name carol, carol baskin is that carol baskin uh no
1: oof. uh that's just a crazy person that is petting a tiger
0: does it keep going
1: no that's it that's the whole tiktok
0: you know i was I, I, in the uh whole tiger king thing uh what was tiger king that was what the video yeah, the, yeah. tiger king the, i admired that girl that got her arm sp- sp- taken off by a tiger because she was like yeah yeah i wasn't careful enough I, that's what those cats do they just tear your arm off isn't that stockholm
1: and, syndrome it's my fault
0: no, right? no 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 because she literally was a careless that morning look as opposed to someone who goes in and starts uh, hugging the tiger she knows better than to do that and i always thought yeah i mean she doesn't blame the tiger for being a tiger that's what I'm saying. That's not Stockholm mm. syndrome. That's having realistic expectation of a wild animal. Right. So.
1: No, right. If the tiger was a person and she said the same thing then it's Stockholm. Then
0: syndrome. it's, it's Stockholm. It. Unless Yeah, unless that I don't know. There might be different variations on that theme. Um but is there a fart couple that I need to see? E-
1: oh, Yeah, I think you're going to love okay. this. Also
0: cle- palate cleansing. Hopefully.
2: Oh putain! Oh oh oh, <tousse> je avec caméras oh, non oh! oh!
4: oh! Oh!
2: Oh! 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 Oh!
4: Oh,
0: die! allez!
4: <laughs>
0: she got scared there. <laughs> I know, I like when they scare her.
4: Allez, enfin!
0: Oh, it's French, she's speaking.
4: <gasps> <laughs> oh.
0: You know what she said?
4: Oh, non, allez,
0: putain, c'est pas possible. <laughs> First, she said, Well. Ah, les suis à poil! First she said, finally. And then she said, that's just not possible. <laughs> and I don't know what a poil is. Look it up. P O French English. You're unpoiled. P-O-I-L-E. Uh, uh I think it was just poil. L. Francais. Yeah. Poil. Hair. Hmm. Wonder huh. what she's talking about. Or I just did my hair or something. Anyway, what she doesn't understand is all that, the way she reacts makes her more attractive to her husband and more likely that he's going to do this. Don't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she is just, she is setting the table for him to just keep it going. I, the daughter, however, I think is going to lay down the law. She, she did not dig it at all.
1: Yeah. She's going to not take that from her future yeah, As
0: partners. soon as you laugh or, say, or if, you, if you laugh, it's on. And th- this is what I, you know, um, Mike Cathwood, my old love line partner, he used to say and terrible things to women, and send them horrible pictures, and fart on them, and things like that. And they would laugh, and I, I would just you don't don't laugh at him. If you laugh at him, it's coming back, it's coming around again. And you see, uh, this that guy was pretty prolific with his uh, gas too. I, I wonder if uh, Tom's mom was like that when she was younger. What do you think? Ooh, right? Couldn't this be Tom's mom? As, like it was a, positively tied tied into her at a young age. Well, I, I could see her reacting like that, at least. Let's say
1: no yeah no definitely yeah but i don't think she sounds like this you know it's oh <laughs> it's more like i if they're french it's different it's different but then she also farts herself you know it's like she likes the farts
0: well i'm wondering if they but but see i think this woman down the road may have be broken in like tom's mom you see what i'm saying like i think i think the males in tom's life brought her to this place
1: oh I don't know, man. I feel like if you have farts like that at an old age, it's, you've been farting I think like she, that your whole
0: life. Not necessarily. I think she's just going with it. No. She's going with Look, it. Look, long
1: she's... farts don't start at 50 like some other things, all right? I think, I think she was doing the long farts well, for a long time just, just
0: use your imagination for a second and think how those two things might go together. Mm. See? Mm. Maybe. I'm just saying. Yeah, You don't want to think oh, about boy. Tom's mom that way, but I'm just saying. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, good. You see. <laughs> I see. Did Give Susan my... start farting a lot more uh, after fifty? Huh. She, again, we sort of brought her along. She has two boys and myself. It took a while, uh, but I think we've indoctrinated her a bit. Yeah, and then you the, oh, add that right. to the mix, and it's sort of a whole soup for uh, destroying female sensibilities. You know what I'm saying?
1: I, I, I know exactly what yeah.
0: you're saying. <laughs> so, well, uh, if we have any more voice messages, am I? Yeah. Let's yeah. keep going.
3: Hello, mommies. My name is Maddie. I was just diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, uh, back in 2019, but I'm still interested in doing some anal play stuff. Is ah. that allowed? Am mm. I going to make it worse? I don't know. So I'm asking you. You're the experts. I don't know shit. Um, that's all.
0: Thanks a lot. Have well, done. Day. well done. Well uh, done. Ulcerative colitis is like Crohn's disease. People have heard about Crohn's these days, except ulcerative colitis is limited to the colon. It's a it's an inflammatory disease of most of the colon, and it's highly treatable. So the good news, you It sounds like you're fine with it and probably under control. So the extent that it's under control, you're probably okay. Um, I don't know that it would stimulate trouble. Um, I maybe you feel embarrassed asking your gastroenterologist about it. I, If you're under control, like you're having no diarrhea, no mucus, no, none of the UC ulcerative colitis symptoms, I think you can give it a try. Uh, but I'm not sure I would allow him to ejaculate in there because it might stimulate some stuff, it seems to me. Um, but the actual act, uh, it's so far away from most of the colon that I think you're in pretty good shape. Uh, again, calling me an expert in this is a misnomer. I, I've been asked this question over the years, and I would usually say no because back in the day when I get used to get asked this question, we didn't have such good treatment for ulcerative colitis. So now that the treatments really are quite remittive, um, I think you're okay. Give me another one. Good question. Hey, Dr. Drew. My name is Reagan.
2: Um, Reagan. I hit my head recently and lost my sense of smell. Mm. And I've been doing some research that says it's a 30% recovery, rate, right? Maybe after six months to a year. Yeah. And I was wondering how fucked do you think I am? And I didn't lose my sense of smell from COVID. I tested negative the day before it happened, two days after, and
0: multiple times after that. So yeah, I was just wondering. Wait, what did he say? How two days, days after? Do you think I am? To, yeah. Thank
1: you. Day before, couple days after, and then multiple times after
0: that. What? What? Uh, tested for COVID. Oh, he doesn't have COVID. Right. Okay. Uh. Yeah, the head injuries can do this. It depends how bad the head injury was. I mean, if it's just a you know sort of an incidental thing, and you notice your sense sense of smell went away, um, yeah, it'll come back in all probability. But if you're someone who was in a hospital with you uh, know a coma for a week, n- not as likely, right? It's more severe head injury. Even then, I would think it'd be in the range of a third or so. So yeah, you've looked into it. You know, uh, it's not pleasant, but some people do lose their smell permanently. Another voice message. Look good questions. What's up, nice. Mommy? How's it going? Hey, this is Terry. Terry.
2: Oregon. I'm 52 years old, and uh, a lot of people I talk to say that your balls keep growing and sagging right. farther down Gravity, the you get. Yes. But mine seem to kind of be doing the opposite. Oh. Like, uh, my balls are really high and tight. Like mm. They don't even hang down a little bit. And it's not that my balls are small. They just don't hang at all. So... Anyway, just wondering if that's some kind of a medical thing that I should get checked out. My balls are high and tight. So you guys keep them high and tight. Um, I'm coming up in May. See you guys then.
0: You bet you are. Ooh, I think I know this one, Drew. Tell me. He's got
1: way too much cum in those balls, right? No, no it's not that. It,
0: it, it is, it's not uncommon at all. Uh, and it sometimes has to do with aging, if you're getting a more overweight. The key, though, is to make sure that they're still producing as much testosterone as they should. And uh, if you're not having other symptoms like lack of libido or lethargy or depression and things like that, um, I wouldn't worry about it too much. But it's something definitely to bring up with your physician to make sure he or she is not seeing something that they're concerned where your testes are sort of failing, so to speak. And and there may be some shrinkage from that. Next.
2: Hey, Dr. Drew, this is Oren. Oren. Uh, I got a question for you about female psychology. Mm -hmm. Uh, So my girlfriend is really afraid of going outside uh, by herself, especially at night. Um, She's really reluctant to do that, uh, only if it's with me. So my question is, uh, is this something that she can maybe get over with some sort of defense training, or do I need to talk with her about it? Um, Is this something that I can help with, or are all women uh, just afraid of going outside? I know that they experience life differently than we do in men,
0: Uh, but
2: what can I do to help her? feel More comfortable and experience the world at night uh, because that's
0: half of our time here. So let me know. So, so, bye mommy. Okay, bye mommy. Uh, this, this kind of, a, I, I again need more information. I mean, is, she, is he talking about you know, I live in the woods and she's afraid to go outside in the because of a wild animal, which is realistic, or are you saying that when the sun is down, she's unable to leave a house, her home? Uh, that latter case where she just can't go out in the evening hours from you know, whatever, and I'd like to know what kinds of vicinities she feels comfortable in, that's agoraphobia. That's something different. Uh, that, that's and, and by the way, none of this has anything to do with being a female. Trust me on this. Um, all of it, whether it's going out in the woods or overcoming agoraphobia, responds to exposure therapies. So it's uh, about finding somebody who's trained in in leading people out in tolerable doses to be exposed to the thing that they're paranoid of uh, or or having a um, phobia of Uh, agoraphobia you wonder also does she have other anxiety you wonder if there's any traumatic stuff attached to it so there's a lot going on here and it has Oh, essentially nothing to do with being a female. So you need to do ask a lot more questions about what's going on with her and then find somebody who can do the exposure therapy to help her through this. Because uh, you're right, a lot of her life is going to be missed if she can't go outside when the sun is down. That doesn't even, doesn't even make sense. Does that make sense to you, Nadav? Uh, no, nah, I feel like there's probably some sort of traumatic thing well, that happened. Well, maybe. Like I said, you should ask that as well. And right. But again, the treatment still could be just exposure therapy. You can get trauma therapy also, but just getting getting through this one problem needs therapy to be- Therapy is definitely a good idea. Somebody knows how to deal with this, exposure therapy. Um, let's see, have we done all, have we done all the TikToks?
1: Uh, we have a couple more.
0: Okay, let's see what we got.
3: Sometimes you have to train the person you're dating. What I mean is if you expect flowers every day, then you have to tell them that you expect flowers every day.
0: What? Shocking. That's shocking. Yeah, because doesn't everybody ex- expect flowers every day? I mean, why would your boyfriend not bring you flowers every day? Yeah. Next. Train your man. But I, it's a dating tip. Ooh.
4: Arthritis is painful. Uh-oh. It hurts my big toes. Mm-hmm. It hurts Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. That is uh, an interesting cranium. On that, is that a male or a female? Do we know? Uh, that, I'm, what was your I'm guess, not, male? Uh,
1: let's see. Uh, her, t- the tag is super Chloe one. Uh, it sounds so like a female. a female.
0: Super Chloe. I'm. I do not want to make fun of Super Chloe, but uh, something going on. By the way, I um, I told you I set up my new TikTok. I went from Dr. Drupinski to Dr. Drew. Oh yeah. And uh, when I did that, I started scrolling through TikTok just to see what was coming up. Since that, I had no algorithmic track record with that a new, a new website. And, uh, man, a lot of uh, cool guys came up. I was really? surprised how many cool I almost, like, sent them all to Christina. You got cool guys out the gate? Yeah, but I, I didn't cool. necessarily want to be looking at cool guys all the time, so I didn't, like, spend time on it or look look further. I just oh. figured Christina will find these people. You want to
1: see the attractive people dancing and singing and stuff.
0: Which also comes up automatically in my stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: But the fact that you're getting cool guys right from the start, I mean, I feel like – Maybe, you know, we're changing the way TikTok is used where people are actually seeking. I think we're
0: having a measurable impact on the algorithm. I think that's exactly what this means. That's exactly what I thought to myself. It's like, oh boy, we're affecting TikTok now. Um, Is there any last voice messages to wrap up with? Uh, Yeah, here. We got one more. Yeah.
3: Hey, Dr. Gene, longtime listener, first-time caller. My boyfriend and I are a part of the Email Under 50 Club. He insists that the brown hole has more nerve endings than the clit, and therefore I could come exclusively from anal. I could probably Google this, but I wanted an explanation from the expert himself. Yes. I'm also wondering on his behalf if Jing the D excessively for an extended period of time, say a deployment could lead to reduced sensitivity long term. Thanks, Dean, live like three six five.
0: All right, great questions all the way along. Uh, the D does not get desensitized the way the C does, the way the clitoris does. That's kind of interesting, mostly because men aren't using vibrators and stuff. The high intensity vibration that does the desensitization, desensitization of the nerves. Um, what can happen with the guy J and the D, though, all the time while he's on a deployment? is he gets kind of used to that or he overdoes it, uh, in which case he kind of loses libido and have decreased sex drive and sort of be still preoccupied with his pornography. But again, it's not about the act of masturbation. Then then it's the pornography that's really the problem. But I, if he didn't have a problem with that before, I doubt he's going to get into that issue. Now, in terms of you being able to orgasm with anal sex, he is looking for a unicorn. Uh, he's hoping that you're a unicorn and you are not because you would know if you were a unicorn people that know that they uh can have orgasm with anal sex know that they can have orgasm anal sex and will request anal sex because that's what that is for them um for you i suspect you're going to be somebody that needs some sort of direct stimulation like oral sex on the clitoris uh you probably don't orgasm with vaginal sex either because most women don't uh they need again some sort of direct stimulation and uh And that's normal and that's good. Uh, But wishing it to happen in the anus, there is a lot of nerve endings there, no doubt about it. And you may like it, but you're not going to, in all likelihood, have an orgasm there unless you're also bringing in something to stimulate the part where you do have an orgasm. So, how about that? All right. Uh, One more. We have one more. We have one more something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get you another one. All right.
2: Hey Dr. Day, my name is Gary. I've got a question regarding the difference between sexual validation versus sexual addiction. Uh, I consider myself a full-blooded man and uh, feel the need to have sex quite often. Uh, My testosterone is quite high. However, whenever I'm rejected from sex or whenever a woman doesn't feel the need to have sex with me, I feel like it's uh, really kicking me down a few notches. So is this coming from the fact how I'm looking for validation through sexual acts? Or is it from the fact that I'm actually addicted to sex and I need that mm. uh, to really tick some boxes? No. Kiss me, beat me. Thanks, Daddy. Yeah. Bye.
0: No, there's nothing about that that says sex addiction. That That is what I was talking about earlier in terms of how really tender the whole act is for men. And when a, a woman isn't willing to sort of acknowledge that part of us, we can be very um, affected by it. Um, now, if it's somebody you don't know and these are sort of new relationships and dating and new hookups and stuff, adjust your expectations. I mean, uh, come on now um and in, in realize that not everyone's up for what you're up for and it's it n- has nothing to do with whether they're attracted to you or not i think you're a good person they're just not up for that kind of sexual activity uh and of course yeah you're going to be frustrated and part of that frustration may feel like a rejection and part of that rejection may feel wounding but i you know this is all more in the i'm sorry to tell you buddy more in the sort of narcissism zone than in the sex addiction zone uh and uh, while i'm sure that you could get into the sex addiction stuff that's more about um more serious consequences in relationships because of cheating and money and inappropriate or illegal and all those kinds of activities are highly arousing that people get into when they're addicted so well this has been fun everybody and i enjoyed doing this i enjoyed just answering your questions and looking at a few videos i was uh I think we got a lot of material out today and I was uh, I'm having trouble getting over seeing that poor young lady descend into the uh, stool. Um, But maybe you could show it to me again just to wrap up here, because uh, it was for me the moment of the day uh, that we it's not just the cesspool man in leather. It's the cesspool snow white (laughs) Disney character going into the cesspool. And somebody thinks that's arousing, I guess. I only exist to make
1: you happy. Here it comes.
0: There's something about her being so pristinely clean when she goes in and this and I'm just saying that is I'm sure that is like uh, pulled pork and mud that she's all around not stool that's you know what, what I'm I, what? just noticing uh-oh
1: is that it looks like she took off all her clothes
0: They'll is that clothes? I thought that was just... Put
1: them over here in like a dirty, shitty pile.
0: See, I thought that was all just more trash stirring around because to make it look like this is a, a real cesspool, which I would not believe oh, for a Oh, so
1: you think they're just dressing the set.
0: Yes, exactly. Mm. This mud pit that I'm hoping this is. Anyway, um, again, I'm having my usual reaction is uh, I want to meet this girl and talk to her. I want to see what's up. That is my instinct with most of the cool people we uh, we expose you to here. And again, everybody, uh, we appreciate you sending the voice messages. As you see, I loved going through them. It's 818-253-1693, and we still have more emails to go. We'll take more. It's uh, drdrewafterdark@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And don't forget the merchandise. I've not seen enough people with the uh, Rational Revolution mugs. Those to me are my favorite uh, merch item. Is it ymh.store.ymhstudios.com? Store.ymhstudios.com. Check it all out there. And uh, I believe Christina will be with me next time. So uh, check us out next time and we will see you then.